Welcome back to episode 124 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another game week preview going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of game week 37. So I'm recording this on Tuesday the 16th and we are still going in game week 36. We've just got the one rearranged fixture to play on Thursday evening between Newcastle and Brighton. It has been pretty high scoring, a pretty eventful game week so far. Lots of clean sheets to go around, lots of big results out there. City 3-0 away at Everton, Brighton 3-0 away at Arsenal, Liverpool 3-0 away at Leicester, uh, Villa beat Spurs 2-1. Leeds-Newcastle 2-2 was a good game and Southampton were confirmed the first team to be relegated with a 2-0 home defeat against Fulham. So just two game weeks left. It's been a long, hard season but the end is in sight. Quite a big, interesting week upcoming now in game week 37 with lots of double fixtures to contend with and a decent number of good remaining fixtures I think to open up lots of possibilities in the waiver pile which makes my life a lot easier. Now, if you are signed up to draftfc.co.uk, depending on what time you are listening to this, you may or may not have seen some big changes on the site. A lot of the improvements that we've been working on over, well, months really, particularly um, Draft FC Taz, who is the main website man, um, are finally coming to fruition and we've managed to go live with our new app, which brings across all of the dashboard stuff which we will no longer be referring to as the dashboards moving forward because really what does that mean but all of the global dash all of that ownership data uh, including player ownership for your leagues expected points is going to be a massive upcoming feature particularly as we go into next season but we've already got um, a little taste of that coming into those tables all your league analytics what was the personal dashboard are still there um, much cleaner much brighter and better to navigate the live game week tab is phenomenal uh, and that is reason enough to sign up and check it out if you haven't already so whereas before um, you would just see your live table which would include potential bench points coming off would include bonus points before they were even applied are now shown in great detail and also um, some wonderful images of each squad so that you can very easily skim down your league and see how everyone is shaping up and as I said, those are updated live throughout the game weeks, live during the games. So as and when the bonus points adjust, they will adjust on the tables too. As I say, it's all the features you know and love. Just a much cleaner and much better experience for you guys. And we've also made the experience a huge amount better for the vast majority who play in head-to-head leagues. And one thing in particular for head-to-head leagues is on that live game week table, it will show you whether you're currently projecting for a win or a loss, which we didn't have before. So you can quickly have a look, see how you're shaping up versus your opponent, and it will tell you based on the current live game week data whether you're projected to take three points that week or not. One more reason to sign up afresh, even though we are coming to the end of the season, is that moving forwards, it's not live yet because we're still in the active season, there will be a draft history tab which will save your previous season data. So that means as we enter the game next year, you'll still be able to have a look on that tab and remind yourself how last season, how this season shaped up. Look at the final league table, look at all of the stuff that was in your personal dashboard and that will be kept there 
archived for you forever. Now, if you don't sign up before the start of next season, that data is gone. It will only be saved if you're a member before this current season finishes. Um, that varies slightly. The game tends to hang around a bit after game week 38. So sometime June, July, as FPL Ivory Towers start to make changes ahead of the new game and it resets, that will be it. And if you hadn't signed up by that point, you won't be able to take advantage of that archiving feature. And I know many of you listening, many of you who take this seriously are in pretty serious leagues that have been running for a number of years now. Uh, and I know that that will be a very popular feature. Anyway, let's get back to the here and now. So as I said, recording this on Tuesday the 16th of May. So any news, injury developments, press conference info are all up to date as of then. And of course, subject to change, we've still got the Champions League, the Europa League, the um, the second match for Newcastle and Brighton to play so still some possibilities for change anyway some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include uh, Imeric Laporte, uh, Michael Elise, Declan Rice, Nonto and a few more so without further ado let's get into it So let's start with waiver watch. The main ins and outs ahead of last week's game week 36 fixtures. The main players coming into your teams were Dwight McNeil, Willian, Mitrovic getting brought back in, uh, Murphy, Tierney and Kirior. The players coming out, a lot of them uh, injured now for the remainder of the season. Andreas Pereira, Tim Ream, Zuma, Ramsey, Chilwell, Veltman and larger leagues were dropping Solly March. The fixture barometer doesn't have too much to read now, just the two game weeks left, but a few teams still with three remaining fixtures. Top of the pops are Manchester City. They've got Chelsea at home and Brighton away this week and then finish with Brentford away. If they win at home to Chelsea, they will have won the league. So you could expect a big performance there, but not many players available. But I have got one that I'll mention uh, very shortly. Liverpool finish with Villa and Southampton, which is very nice. Again, you might struggle to find some of theirs. The same with Arsenal, who finish with Forest and Wolves. Brighton have also been pretty thoroughly mopped up over the last few weeks, given the number of fixtures they had. Um, still very much worth your money this week, with uh, particularly just that Southampton at home fixture to, to lead the week. United, probably the most... Uh, likely place you can source some players with the double. They've got Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home, and finished with Fulham at home. So a very nice remaining three. Elsewhere, if you're looking a bit further afield, or if most of the players you want from those teams have already gone, West Ham finish with Leeds at home, Leicester away, uh, which is a very nice uh, pair of fixtures, although both of those teams obviously fighting for their lives, but it doesn't change the fact that they are both very poor defensively. Everton finish with Wolves away, Bournemouth at home. Slightly nicer pair of fixtures in that Wolves and Bournemouth are now obviously safe. Um, so it could be something for you there. And uh, finally, if you really, really want to, Spurs finish with Brentford at home and Leeds away. So again, their final home game to Brentford and then Leeds away. We'll have to see exactly how much is riding on that. But I don't expect that to be quite as easy as it's looking two weeks in advance. Into the main picks then. Um, starting with Manchester City and it's Imerick Laporte. He started that game um, away at Everton. Not a very common occurrence this season for City to get a clean sheet. Um, not as reliable as they have been in previous years, but another one at the weekend. 
Obviously, the second leg against Real Madrid is tomorrow, as I'm recording this on Wednesday. Um, I'm reasonably sure Laporte won't uh, won't start that game, and so um, would bring him back into the fold for that game against Chelsea. I don't quite know how they are how they're going to play that in terms of resting players, because obviously it is their final home game of the season, uh, and with a chance to put the Premier League to bed. You, you might expect they pretty much roll the number of those starters from the Madrid game to have a full strength 11. I think with Aki, uh, if he's still injured, I think it makes sense that Laporte plays at least uh, one of those two fixtures for the double uh, and is definitely worth your time. Elsewhere, um, looking at Liverpool, was surprised that Konate's ownership isn't as high as I would have expected to. Most engaged um, sort of leagues, his ownership is looking at around 70% max. Um, So he is available for a decent number of you out there. And with Villa at home, Southampton away should start the remaining two games with Van Dijk, uh, a very good option for a couple of clean sheets. Someone who could be uh, a decent option for more than a couple of clean sheets is uh, Rafael Varane for United, who came back last week from injury. Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home, Fulham at home. is actually three, as I said, three decent opportunities for a clean sheet there. He has been dropped um, or he was dropped in a pretty decent number of leagues, and rightly so. Um, so he is going to be there for a decent number of you too, and well worth picking up for the remainder of the season now. Next, I wanted to highlight a Crystal Palace option. Ezra is uh, is taken in the vast majority of leagues now, but slightly more availability given to Elise. Ezra is the one putting him away. Elise is the one setting them up. He's got 10 assists for the season now, two in the last three games. And with Fulham away, Forest at home in the next two, definitely still more opportunities for them to build on it. What a season it's been for Palace, a bit of a rollercoaster ride managerially. Uh, and with Zaha looking like he's on his way out, what a perfect time for um, Eza and Elise to emerge as, uh, as those who are potentially going to take over those reins. Then if you're looking for a West Ham option, I've highlighted uh, side Ben Rama here, um, was rested for the game at the weekend. I did say on last last week's pod that Brentford are a decent shout because I would um, potentially expect West Ham to to rest a number of players. And I think they made potentially nine nine changes. Suchek played. Um, I think he could have been the only one who played the week before, actually. So it was, it, yeah, it was a number of changes uh, and they were soundly beaten by Brentford 2-0 in the end. It sounds like it could have been a couple more. Ings did have a goal ruled out, but yeah, it was always looking like a Brentford victory there. So some good clean sheet points. One of the standouts for the season, Ben Mee, who I did put in a recent blog about a kind of new signing 11 for the season, got an assist to accompany that clean sheet, which gave him some some extra FPL points, which moves him uh, above Fabian Shah into fifth in the overall defender table, which is phenomenal for him. But anyway, back to West Ham. I think we'll see the return of their full-strength squad they are playing on Sunday, so they've had a couple of days off between that second leg against AZ Alkmaar to play Leeds at home. Leeds obviously fighting for their lives, and I think just for the sort of integrity of the league and the the kind of sportsmanship element, I, I think West Ham would be pretty hard-pressed to explain themselves if they came out with another B team um, and handed Leeds an easy victory. Not that Leeds could probably find an easy victory against anybody at the moment. But yeah, I'm pretty certain we'll get uh, a full strength at West Ham 11. Leeds, always, always good value to give away a penalty. Ben Rama is on penalties. Seems a no-brainer for me. 
Then there's Enkizio for Brighton, who I feel like I've mentioned every week for the last month. I'm not going to say much more on him other than he's definitely uh, a decent option for this double and all the remaining games now. Given a couple of the injuries that they've, they've now got, it just makes the minutes for him even more assured. For Everton, I think I highlighted Calvert-Lewin two weeks ago. It might have been last week and said that I didn't rate him for that upcoming game week. Sure enough, he then um, scored against Leicester, assisted against Brighton, um, giving him 10 points in two games. Worryingly, he came off at half-time against Manchester City. Now, that may just have been a precaution, you know, seeing that the game is lost. I think they were 2-0 down at half-time and Deitch might have just thought, look, can't risk him for the remaining two games. Just wrap him up, take the hit today and, and get him through the, the final 180 minutes. I'm reasonably certain that would have been the case. Not heard any news to suggest that there's anything more than that, so I wouldn't be too put off by him. It might put some other people off. It might make him slightly easier to trade for. If you were that way inclined, Wolves away this weekend, Bournemouth at home at the end, say not too bad on paper. Into hidden gem territory, um, Levi Colwell for Brighton is an option there. Webster's injured and I think he'll play the remaining games. Declan Rice for West Ham is an interesting one. Obviously, same kind of thought process along the lines of Ben Rama. The thing for Declan Rice is that this weekend's game at home to Leeds, I think in all likelihood is going to be his final game at home for West Ham in front of his home crowd. He'll want to go off with a bang. He's been an excellent servant for them uh, over the last few years. And I would not be surprised if he caps that, um, that day off with a goal. I can see it being quite emotional for him. I can sort of, it's one of those narratives that you can kind of predict. You can see it already, you know, tucks away a nice goal in the second half, shirt off, running around the stadium, and just a nice way for him to uh, to sign off his West Ham career. Then for Leeds, if you do fancy them to get a decent result away at West Ham, I've highlighted uh, Nonto. He's just, um, you know, one of their difference makers. Hasn't really translated it into a massive output this season, just two goals and four assists. But as I say, he has got that kind of star quality that could uh, lead to some fireworks as they chase some all-important points at the end. Awanee, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he is definitely worth a shout. Rather annoyingly, I picked him up as a, as a last-minute free agent in my league uh, and then benched him for his two goals. So the, the less said about that, the better. And then finally is uh, Ferguson for Brighton. I thought he had a really good game at getting that win against Arsenal. Didn't come away with any returns himself in that game but I would expect him to uh, to play the majority of the minutes um, as the season goes on. Brighton don't really have a huge amount more to play for in terms of league positioning. I think we know more than enough um, about Danny Welbeck and what he can and can't offer so why not give, give Ferguson the remainder of the minutes now to really start planning what you're going to do with the squad heading into next year. Then into the most hidden gems picks so a player with less than 10% ownership in 16 team leagues torn between a couple the one that I've decided not to go for is Garnacho for United he's always got the possibility of coming off the bench and getting something but I've decided instead to go with Leicester's Tete now their remaining two games are away to Newcastle and West Ham at home realistically they need between four and six points in order to to stay up the last few games he hasn't had a huge number of minutes but I still rate him as a player. And I think when you're looking in that most in gem territory, you've just got to look for someone that does have a little bit of star quality that could pop off at any game. Similar to Nonto for Leeds, you know, 
these teams need somebody of this ilk to kind of emerge and just pop up with a couple of crucial goals. And Tete's definitely got that in his locker. Just the one goal this season, uh, I think it was on his on his debut appearance for Leicester. And yeah, if you're in the 16-team league in particular, with very limited options on the waivers, quite a fun pick to have, particularly, again, if you don't have a huge amount to play for positionally in your draft league. So that is it for this episode. Uh, a reminder that the waivers for Game Week 37 will process on Friday morning, so not a massive turnaround because there will have been the final game for 36 on Thursday night. So make sure you get that stuff penciled in uh, well ahead of time. Otherwise, Friday morning will come and go and all of your needs and wants will have been taken and mopped up by the rest of your draft league rivals. Regarding everything I said at the top about the, the changes to the site and the improvements, I would recommend, if you're not already, give us a follow at draft underscore FC, which will be the easiest way to stay in communication with everyone um, as things go live, status updates. We really want to get this out ahead of Game Week 37 to give you all a chance to play around with it uh, and give it a couple of weeks to kind of test it and be our guinea pigs so that we're not rolling into Game Week 1 next year, um, having not really tested the site out. That Twitter follow is also the easiest place to get hold of us should you have any queries or need to message us about the new site or just ask for some advice on your moves and draft team heading into the penultimate week. And if you are not subscribed to this podcast, make sure you are so that you don't miss out on any of the future episodes as they drop. Um, just one more gaming preview for this season after this week and then it's just into the summer Already got a couple of um, podcasts in the pipeline, particularly looking at some of the newly promoted teams, doing a bit of team-by-team -team preview, devoting a whole podcast to each of the teams that come up. Burnley is already prepped. Um, Sheffield United, I'm just looking into now. Uh, and then we just have to wait and see who the third team that comes up is. I'm not going to start prepping until I know because there's a huge number of possibilities still in that promotion race. So best of luck ahead of the penultimate game week. I hope you get the wins and points that you need to make the final week exciting. And until next time, stay shook.